is the show that pulls back the industry curtain. We're exploring pop culture, music icons, and food gods. It's the Jeremiah Show with Dr. D. Broadcasting from the HJL Hospitality and Evolved Studios in LA, Santa Barbara, AM 1290 KZSB and FM 96.9 Santa Barbara or somewhere from the road. He's opened and fixed more than 200 restaurants, bars, nightclubs, hotels, and neighborhood joints around the globe. He's an industry driver, an author, and a columnist. He's a restaurateur with legendary rock star Mick Fleetwood on Fleetwood's On Front Street in Lahaina, Maui. And he's your radio host. And now, back from a race around the sun, Jeremiah Higgins. Good morning. It's Jeremiah's Morning Show featuring me, Jeremiah, and Mariel Hemingway, Melissa Yamaguchi, TV's Tim Stack, and Mike Gormley. Strap in. Here we go. Good morning. Good morning, everybody in Santa Barbara. This is day two. We have not been canceled yet. Uh, day two of the morning show. <laughs> Tim's crossing. Any minute now. Any minute. And wait, wait, Tim, wait, do they hear this one? Yeah. Yes, this now that Tim Stack has joined us, that uh, cancellation ratio rate may, uh, we just upped it a little bit. It's more, it's more. It may happen, huh, Tim? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the odds just went up. Yeah. Odds went up. That's the word I was looking for. Hey, we've also got Mike Gormley. I thought I was. I started to think that Mike Gormley might be a dream because I haven't haven't seen him on the show for a while. So, do we really know Mike Gormley? Or did we make that up? <laughs> you know Mike Gormley, and you know why I haven't been on the show. Because you don't like me. That's you know. Besides that, <laughs> <laughs> let's just put it all out there, Mike. Uh, Are you so, guys starting? You know, uh, is the show starting? Is that what you asked me? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, we're going to start the show, Tim. Is that okay with you? Are you ready? That's, that's not me. Who's asking? That's me, Richard. Show? Oh, Richard. It's been started, Richard. I am so sorry. I, I did not know because I don't have a recording in here yet. That's okay, Dr. That's Dr. D. Everybody knows you. And uh, we also know that you like to come in and interrupt sometimes. That's all right. We like you for that. Um, I'll clean that up for you. No, don't clean it up. It's fine. This is a morning show and nobody's listening. Okay. You're all asleep still. Uh, th- this is funny. The reason I didn't know who was saying that, Tim, is I rushed out here to rush down to the studio. And I'm not used to these early mornings, you know, so I rushed down here and get. I forgot my glasses. So I cannot see anybody on the screen right now. Just so you know, <laughs> you're you're all a blur. And uh, you're better off. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. In my case, wow, I look Mike, like Mike, uh, I look like Where's Waldo wearing a baseball hat. That's what I look like. So. <laughs> well, I'll take your word for it. Um, I'm just gonna. Re- I'm gonna imagine what you looked like last time I saw you. It's a little fun. Mm. <laughs> well, welcome, guys. Uh, this is so cool. We get to do the show with both of you. Uh, I wanted to tell just a quick story. When we started the show, five hundred and 69 episodes ago wow uh, not counting tim's shows that he's added to the and mike's shows a long time ago really long back in 2015 and mike gormley when did you come in i don't 
I don't even know how we met, but Mike Gormley was the first co-host that kind of took over the show. And I would let him take over the show and I would just leave. And Mike would, I, I, I started, I, I, I soon figured out I need to be in studio because Mike would make up stories about where I was at. And, <laughs> and they weren't always good. They weren't always complimentary. <laughs> <laughs> so I started, I, I had to show up and make sure that. But they were never say, true. <laughs> they were never true. Some of them may have been, but we'll just, you, you'll, you'll never know. <laughs> right, right. So, Mike, when do we start doing this together? How long ago? Was oh, that? man, I don't know. Six years ago, something like that. Mm. I don't, yeah. I honestly don't remember either. We met on another radio show. We were guests on another radio show. Oh, that's right. In Los Angeles. Yeah. And, uh, mm. and that's where we met and went from there. Uh, that's true. I, for, I keep forgetting about that. You keep reminding me. And I keep forgetting. I'm not sure why I keep forgetting. Must, something must have happened. <laughs> yeah, must have been yeah. Yeah. Well, Tim, you joined, hello. Yeah. Hello. You joined about a year ago. Yeah. Almost been a year, maybe a little over. Joined the radio show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, when I met at a uh, Maz Jabrani uh, concert performance, whatever you a comedy concert, yeah, yeah Maz yeah. Jabrani was doing a show in Santa Barbara, and we met there because I was working with Maz on something else. And uh, then I think I came on your show, and then you approached me about doing a show. I was like, yeah, let's give it a try. Yeah, the reason, well, you and I kind of latched, and we talked for about forty-five minutes back there. It was just the three of us, and then I think someone came in and talked to Maz. But you told me a great story about your mom that I'm going to have you repeat here in a moment. Um, but before I do that, I wanted to lay this up. My father passed away in 2015, right before this show started. Yesterday was his birthday. Uh, oh. I wanted to say happy birthday. I want to dedicate the show in the morning show to my, my father, who I wish would have heard me on radio. He never got a chance, but he knew that I always loved and dreamed about it. And, and Tim, you, kind of, you had a really neat experience with your, your mom was on radio. Back in New York. She was on radio. Yeah. I mean, I think I was in high school when it started and it started off as a uh, it's, it was a local level, sort of like 1290 in Santa Barbara, you know, uh, a, 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 a small town, small market radio station, Doylestown, Pennsylvania. But it was owned by a bunch of uh, sort of famous people, James Michener, the author and Don Meredith, who was on Monday Night Football at the time. And uh, she approached them. It was my dad's idea. It was one of the few things my parents agreed on was this was a good idea. And uh, she started off with a cooking show. It was called Thoughts for Food, and it was five minutes a day. And I never even knew that my mom was that good of a cook, but apparently she was, and um, enough to get a radio show. And then it developed into more of a, this is going back, but having grown up on the East Coast, more of an Arlene Francis type talk show where that took place in a restaurant because one of the other owners was a famous restaurateur in Bucks County, Pennsylvania named Walter Conti. And so she did the show from the radio station and it was, uh, so a guest would come on, they would do the show and then they would have lunch. But you see, so you'd always hear plates and water in the background, and, yeah. you know, more bread on 23, you know, those <laughs> sorts of things. Uh, but she had on wonderful guests. She had on, you know, big actors at the time, Eli Wallach. And, and then the next day, she might have the fire chief uh, from the fire station talking about the upcoming pancake breakfast. 
but she always made everything interesting and she she really uh bragged about her uh clients the ones she would sold ads to which was yeah. based on a guy in philly big guy in radio at the time sid mark had a big radio show and she sort of emulated that she made the most mundane product sound wildly interesting and i think the clients like that and uh, that was the key to her success are any of those old clients still looking for a new radio show i mean we're, we're taking ads <laughs> <laughs> they might uh, you can call cross keys furniture in pennsylvania okay. jeremiah <laughs> i love cross keys furniture the most oh my god furniture. what they do with the davenport is unbelievable <laughs> <laughs> mike so here's uh I think you, Tim, you, did you refer it to as a cult, the cult of our co-hosts? Yeah, Jeremiah, because Mike and I just met today and I said it's the worst cult <laughs> Jeremiah started where all the cult members of ne never meet. <laughs> That's like a way. weird sci-fi movie almost. There's Sorry, a reason Mike, interrupted. Yeah, no, I was interrupting you, so it's okay. <laughs> Interesting how I didn't realize we've been on a thousand emails together, right? I mean, you guys all know I send a million emails. Um, yeah can we talk about that <laughs> let's talk about it let's get it off your chest <laughs> only a thousand <laughs> <laughs> i was being conservative i didn't want anybody to think i was wacky uh yeah I no really you don't have to worry about that <laughs> i didn't realize that you had not met i apologize so yeah. take a minute get to know each other <laughs> mike <laughs> Canada, Mike, right? Did you ever get into radio? I know you're an amazing writer with Cream and Rolling Stone and, and a lot of other publications at different times in your life. Any radio? Yeah, uh, I did that in, in Canada. I would do uh, interviews. I still think, I think I was still a teenager. I'd do uh, CBC, Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, national. It wasn't a show, but I would do um, interviews and, and, and put them on, which was a thrill. And, um, and my dad had a TV show in, in Canada, and the um, the announcer on that show was a very young Peter Jennings. So, wow, that's really, funny. Yeah, he's from Ottawa. So, um, it you know, it's it's been around. It's, it's been zooming around. And in, in, when I first came to the U.S., it was Detroit. I was with a newspaper there. and um, But there was also a great radio station wabx and and um it was um like freeform fm but i'd i'd be on there periodically i had a i had a a show on sunday nights and i interview it would be an hour show of um interviews with all kinds of folks you know and um uh, including the recently late gordon lightfoot would, would come on that show oh also canadian right oh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, he used to, Gordon, when he'd come to Detroit, he'd come over to my place uh, and only because he loved my wife's apple crisp. That's, <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't coming over to see me. He was coming over for some of that apple crisp. <laughs> how did how did he play it off, though? He, he had to have acted like he came to see you. Did he play? Well, it he, he, he was very he got very comfortable. He had a. He had, you know, he'd have a beer, sit back. We'd sit in, in the living room. It was a, he was a very uh, non-pretentious guy. He, he never understood why people thought he was an icon. He just never, what are you talking about? You know, he didn't get it, but um, he was a pretty cool guy. Liked him a lot. Let me drop a name for you, Mike. Someone that I'm interviewing later today, Michael Frondelli. 
Yeah. Yeah. He said that he, I talked to him yesterday and he said, Mike Gormley, I owe Mike so much. He let me record the first or, or be a part of the first two Oingo Boingo records, Dead Man's Party. And he said, I owe, I, I'm so grateful. I'll always be so grateful to Mike Gormley. He's the best guy in the world. Oh, how nice of him. Well, he's, yeah. he's, he's the second best then. <laughs> Tim. Uh, yes, sir. About your show. I mean, you're uh, and, and how's the Writers Guild strike going? So you're you got the day off, I'd imagine. Well, it just started. Um, yeah, I was just lining up times to go down with uh, friends. They get the picket lines get kind of social. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. it's almost like another version of a high school reunion. Mm-hmm. Like they because he worked on this show with this person. And uh, right. uh, I don't think it's going to go well. I think it's going to be a long strike. I think that the. It's very simple to, you know, TV has and movies have changed so much in the last 10 years. I mean, crazy. And it's only, you know, on the verge of getting crazier now with AI coming in. So the, you know, the balance needs to be readjusted. It's the pay system needs to be readjusted. The old pay system of based on syndication and foreign, it's all different now. Netflix is on in Europe. It's they buy it. You know, and people need to be compensated. And mm-hmm. the other side of it, I would say, is that uh, I've never, I was never a huge proponent of the last strikes. And, and this one, I think, is absolutely justified. Um, the other thing that has to be is that, that, you know, it's, there's so much production and so much money being made by these companies that uh, what the writers are asking for is so minuscule in comparison. It's just, that's all. It's got to be readjusted. And, and I think it will be mm-hmm. because I think the writers understand that, that it's a we're in the middle of a tech revolution and we it needs to be there needs to be a readjustment. Yeah. And so mainly what's on the table is streaming, right? Streaming. Uh, yeah. How things are broadcast. Just, and mm-hmm. yeah. And the way to, to change it is just make the minimum. OK, we understand it's different now. Then raise the minimums. So that a script fee is equal to now what you are all making on that one script fee. We understand it's no longer in syndication for five years. It's just out in the Ethernet forever. Well, raise the minimums because a script used to be worth X number of dollars and now it's worth Y. Well, get, let's get back to X. That's all. It's, it's pretty simple. I'm thinking of striking here at the radio station so that our wages go up a little bit. What are you guys with me? Oh man, I'm I'm behind you 100 percent on that. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, you mean you mean you mean actually get wages? <laughs> <laughs> let's get our first dollar. Uh, well, no, Tim, it's all part of the cult. It's why we work with you. It's how right. you control us. Right. Uh, I got to jump off, unfortunately. Uh, Tim, Mike, tell us nice up your show you. real quick. Just tell oh. them what your what your your show is about. Uh, it's radio with TV's Tim Stack. TV's Tim Stack was my name when I was a writer and an actor on uh, My Name Is Earl. I played a drunken version of myself. It's one of my favorite parts on <laughs> Earl or on, in, in my career. And uh, so I'm just basically right now, we're, you know, we're, again, we're just getting started. I think I've only done like 20 shows or so, maybe a couple more. Just getting started. I'm, I'm, I'm slowly getting into it. I have a lot of uh, showbiz friends that I bring in to share stories with. But here I am very interested in journeys. I think people's journeys even hearing mics like the little i heard my I, i'm so interested i always have been you know i was a waiter and 
a thousand jobs and what it got me to where, you know, I am is I think always interesting and it's interesting with everybody yeah. how they got there. So, um, so that's sort of what the show is about and, and try to do it in a fun, funny way. It's a really great show. Tune in on Tuesdays, Thursdays and every single Saturday at noon at midnight for Tim. Uh, it's radio with TV's Tim Stack. Tim, thank you. How can people thank help you. the Writers Guild out there listening? I know I made fun, but is there a way to, that they can help at all, the listener? Uh, I'm sure show? if they went to the WGA.org, there's a link if you want to help financially. The other thing is just write an email or a letter to, you know, one of the streamers saying, like, mm -hmm. writers deserve a fair share. And that's really it. They, just, they do. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm behind that. Tim, have a great, uh, have fun down Thank at the, Thank you. the picket line. And we'll see you on Saturday. Uh, nice to meet you, Mike. Nice see to meet you. We'll see you, at the, we'll see you at the next cult meeting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. See you later. Oh, there's a meeting? <laughs> <laughs> Mike Gormley, I know you got to go too. You guys are so busy. Uh, but I just, I really wanted to thank you, Mike. It it feels like we did this. We started this together, and it's so great to now have this morning show and, and reach a bigger audience in Santa Barbara together. Our, uh, Mike, just so the listener knows, if you don't know at this hour, Mike Gormley is the founder of LA Personal Development. Uh, you, you manager, can I say management that? company? Yeah, management company. Can I say one of the my favorites that you manage? Okay, Jeff Skunk Baxter. Yeah, Skunk Baxter. Yeah, Skunk. Skunk. Yeah. And has been on the show a lot and, and uh, really love his music. And, and he's just even a better person. Mike Gormley uh, worked with and developed the Bangles. Mm. He worked with Rush. He worked with uh, the police. Um, and the list goes on. Oingo, Boingo, Prince, Rod Stewart. I mean, you've got a long list of really great people you've worked with in the business, Mike. Um, Sounds good when you say it. Well, I could. Uh, well, we could probably talk about it all day, and we have that. You, you should definitely go back and the podcast sites and find Mike Gormley uh, presents music icons. Um, there's some really great stories there that that you've shared that I feel so honored and, and lucky to have not only listened to but been a little bit of a part of, uh, kind of preserving that past yeah. and the music industry as, as it's grown through the years. Right. Really, an interesting and complex business. Mike, are you? Will you be coming back? Uh, can we tease the radio? Yeah, I, 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 I will be. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of uh, making a, a list of people I want to bring to the show, and uh, there's some very good ones in there. And and you know, it's not always. Um, let's say it's not always a celebrity. Sometimes it's uh, and not even an artist, but somebody from behind the scenes or uh, who's got stories to tell like and that's the that's the bottom line is just stories story but music oriented story mm -hmm. yeah, so it's um it's a it's a pleasure and i most of the time know them from the past or recent uh, a couple of times i hadn't met them until i invited them on the show uh but it always it always turns into uh uh fun and and uh they start talking they start telling their stories and it's great fun yeah it's it's a, a really good interviews uh, uh great storytelling one of the one of my favorite episodes with was with uh santa barbara's own chris hillman of the birds mm -hmm. and, and a lot of other bands 
And uh, yeah, you introduced Chris to the show and then he's been on a couple of times, but I love that very first interview that you did with him. See, that's what that, now, people who are listening, this is what happens. I introduce people to the store, uh, to the show. I bring somebody on and then Jeremiah invites them back five or six times as if he found them. But that, you know, I'll, it's okay. I'll go along with that. That's all right. As long as Jeremiah is happy. <laughs> well, you bring such fascinating guests that I just have to know more, Mike. So thank you. All right. All right. Well, okay. All right. So Mike Gormley presents Music Icons. Uh, we'll look forward to your next show. And when, you know, I love to have Mike on every Tuesday, Thursday, but he's a busy guy in music business and his life in LA. Uh, but you're, uh, I hope to see your show and your interviews. They're always fascinating, Mike. And thanks so much for getting up early with us and coming on the show. Thank you. And thanks for having me on the show. It'll be, it'll be great fun in the mornings. Thanks. All right. We'll be right back with part two of Danny Trejo. Stick around. Perfect. Thank you, Mike. Okay. We'll thanks, see you soon. That. All right. See you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right. Thank you. Hi, I'm Shadow Stevens. While I'm doing this and that and the other thing at the very same time, I'm having a great time on The Jeremiah Show, the greatest show in the history of the world. For the love of God, subscribe. No, seriously, subscribe. Hey, everybody, it's Tim Stack from It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack telling you, asking you to watch the show Sprung on Freebie, Amazon's new free channel, I promise you it's funny, it's got heart, and my shoulder appears in episode three. Welcome, Los Angeles. The Jeremiah Show is now on Radio Candy Radio. Discover a world of emotions, your digital radio. The Jeremiah Show airs 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. RadioCandyRadio.com. Everything good that has happened to Danny Trejo is a direct result of helping someone up someone else and uh daddy and that's not uh, i mean you've done a, you've you've made over 300 movies if if i'm correct uh you've got seven restaurants you you counsel you you're you're constantly helping people you're doing interviews you're doing movies you're doing tv you're doing everything um does it fuel you does it give you where do you find the energy uh, to do what you do you know, a, a, a busy man has time to do everything. And I got to say, when I got out of prison, everything was like new and exciting. And oh my God. Now, Mario Castillo, my assistant, he's working with uh, lifers right now because we got my cousin Gilbert out of, out of the pen. He got sentenced when he was 16 years old. And, and through Jerry Brown, through Senator Bell, through, uh, uh, oh man. Scott Butnick, through these guys that are angels, we actually uh, got him out of prison. He had done 38 years. And from the time he was 17 to the time he was, he was 52, I think, 53, he was in prison. Oh, wow. So All his life. This is like crazy, you know what I mean? And, and uh, Department of Corrections didn't want to let him out because that sets a precedent that young people that were sentenced to life in prison can't get out. And and so they wouldn't even let him out of the pen. They, they dropped him off on the highway. That's where we picked him up because they didn't want anybody seeing him get out of prison. And, uh, and so right now there's over 4,000 young kids that were sentenced as as juveniles 
that are 55, 56 years old that are just coming out. So Mario and myself, we're working with them. You know, in fact, yesterday we went cruising down on Van Nuys Boulevard and I can't have that many people rushing me. So they were my security. And I kept telling them, now look, you guys, don't try to be a bully and don't, oh, are you kidding? Somebody's done 38 years in prison. All they got to do is look at people and they, they got to look like, hey, I'll kill you and I'll go kill the guy that dry cleans your clothes. And that's when they're smiling. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, no, well, I gotta admit, I was a little scared of you until I started talking. <laughs> nobody like even approached me. Hey, can we talk to him? Yeah. So, so, like I said, it's like everything good that's happened to me has happened as a direct result of helping someone else. I got a documentary coming out. I got, you know, that the, the cookbook coming out that started helping. I got a a record label called Trails Music, and it's got Chicano Soul Shop Volume 1 that we dropped. And now we got Baby Bash and Tara New, my singer, who just dropped a, a record called Satisfy My Soul, Killing It. Beautiful. I got, we got to put that music in the show. We'll do, do it. it. And, and, yeah. uh, and then uh, it's funny because uh, this friend of mine, uh, Daniel, uh, he... Uh, he, he was helping this little fighter and said, man, we need somebody to sponsor her because she's supposed to go down to Mexico and fight. And I said, okay, I'll sponsor her. So I, I sponsored her and put up a little money and, and she wore my logo on her shorts. You know, my, my this yeah, logo. Yeah. So when she took off her robe and all the Mexicans down there seeing the logo, they started, Treo, Treo. You would have thought I was fighting. You know what I mean? And her name is Cenice Estrada, 108 pounds, won the WBC world title down in Mexico. Then this last Canelo fight, she won the WBA, stole the show. Her and this, this little girl from Venezuela just fought, right? And uh, and the rest of the fights were boring. I mean, literally, you know. And, uh, and Oscar De La Hoya, he, he, he can't put her as a main event, right? Because... Cause, but they, she always steals the show. She's 108 pounds. Boxing or that, you know, trail. She'll have a main event. You'll have a main event, and they'll always steal the show. You know, so. Oh, that's great. So that's you can find interesting things that you're doing. Um, well, let me. So, but you, when you, you, you were a drug counselor, that led to your first movie role. Had you always planned on? Yeah, becoming man. a huge Hollywood star, or did it just fall into it? From, you know, you got to remember, I'm one of them guys that wasn't sure I'd make it through the 60s. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and nobody thought I'd make it through. And then I went to the pen in 65. You know, with my attitude, I wasn't coming out alive. You know, so so uh, you know, I've been on God's time since I got out of the pen, 1969. And then... The movie industry, uh, you know, they do a thing called extras, and 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 you get in '65, I mean '85, you got fifty bucks cash. So hell, I'll do that. You know what I mean? What do I got to do? Stand here, you know. So so uh, so one night on a on a film called uh, Runaway Train, I was helping this kid working with him. Uh, he was trying to stay clean. And I run into a guy named Eddie Bunker that, God, I'd known since 62. I bought a robbery. Me and my uncle bought a robbery from him 
a poker game in the valley that he he used to Eddie Bunker used to the uh, uh, what do you call it plan robberies and he'd sell them to guys getting out of the joint and you know, help them out a little and uh, and uh, uh, he sold us this robbery in in the valley uh, of a poker game and uh, that's where I first met him then I ran into him again in San Quentin he was a a writ writer you know he wrote writs so he's really yeah. Famous, right? And and then uh, when I was on runaway train, he trail. What's up? I said, hey, what's up? He said, Hey, Danny, are you still boxing? He saw me win the lightweight, the Walter Wade title up in San Quentin. I said, No, man, I'm forty years old. Look at my face. Are you crazy? I don't fight no more. He said, We need somebody to train one of the actors how to box. And I said, What's it pay? Because I'm getting fifty bucks, right? Right. And. Uh, he says three hundred and twenty dollars. I said, "I'll bet you." That was the start of my career. Wow! Uh, everything good that has happened to Danny Trejo, he says, is a direct result of helping someone else. Everything. Uh, we are going to take one more break, Danny. If you guys could just keep you a couple more minutes when we come back, I want to ask you one last question. We're talking with Danny Trejo, the great Danny Trejo. What an amazing life! We'll be right back after the short break. Stay with us. You want this cookbook. From the legendary actor and L.A. restaurateur comes a cookbook featuring 75 badass recipes. From lowrider donuts and award-winning vegan cauliflower tacos to a sweet and spicy brisket inspired by Danny's mom, Barbacoa. Get your copy from Amazon or Barnes & Noble today. Visit the restaurants. Try Danny's Tasty Tacos. And amazing food at one of his restaurant locations, Trejo's Tacos. You can order takeout or delivery. Trejo's Tacos provides takeout for pickup or Postmates for delivery. Danny's La Brea, Hollywood, and West Side locations are open for delivery, or you can call ahead and pay for pickup, and they can run it out to you. Trejo'sTacos.com. Want to watch? Be sure to check out Inmate Number One. The Rise of Danny Trejo, coming this summer. Inmate number one, The Rise of Danny Trejo, is the featured documentary experience revealing the extraordinary life journey of Hollywood's most unlikely hero, Danny Trejo. From an early life of drugs, armed robbery, and hard prison time, to the red carpets of Hollywood blockbusters and helping troubled addicts, Danny gives a first-hand account of one of the greatest transformations of human character ever put to film. Go to at Stay safe with Trejo. Welcome, Somerset, England. The Jeremiah Show is now on Core Radio. Keep on rocking to the core. Core Radio, the Jeremiah Show, airs at 10 p.m. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursday. CoreRadio.rocks. And we're back with the Jeremiah Show. Everything good that has happened to Danny Trejo is a direct result of helping someone someone else. And uh, I, I'm a testament to that. I don't know, if Danny, if you know how this came about, that I had the honor of, of, of your presence and your interview today. But uh, a good friend of mine, Doug Elder, out in Chicago, Dojo Creative, uh, did an event with you. Um, uh, and uh, a charity event. You did a charity event for him. And, and I said, oh, man, I'd love to talk to Danny. And he, he connected us. So 
again, something good that you did. You know, came to, uh, for me, we get to talk to you and we get to learn a little bit more about you. Um, so much that we could talk to you about, but I just wanted to ask you one last question because I know you've had a long day of interviews. Um, everybody, everybody out there is on their own own journey, right, in, in life. And I'm wondering what, you know, if you could sum it up, what is, what is your journey? What has it been about? Uh, I think one of my journeys, I thought, <clears throat> you know, I got into the movie business. I was trying to figure out why, you know, why? And uh, yeah, it's, it, it doesn't even matter. It's like, give me a, a hell of a platform to, 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 to talk about not using drugs, about, about uh, staying clean, staying sober, about uh, helping animals, about helping each other. And so uh, it, it was funny, but uh, I, like I see actors that get tired of signing autographs and taking pictures. And every morning I wake up, man, I say, well, dear Heavenly Father, let me sign every autograph. Let me take every picture. Because what a blessing it is to be able to make somebody's day with, yeah. a, with a picture or an autograph, 20, 20, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, you know, and uh, and then to be able to say, God bless you, you know, so they know where that's coming from. Because, you know, <clears throat> people didn't ask me for, for autographs in prison, you know, and uh, they, didn't, they didn't even want to say hi. They didn't want to get close to me. And, and before I went to prison, I wasn't like the nicest person in the world, you know, and so... So this is like, to, to, it's not what, what I've done, it's what God's done with me. And that's my journey. You know, my journey is to get through this with uh, people knowing that I was a good parent, you know, and good dad, and, uh, and, uh, and that I, you know, I would help anybody, anytime, you know. Danny, well, I mean, it's, it's uh it's really neat that you have that perspective and that you, you know, that you realize the power that you can do. And I wonder how many countless people you've helped and you'll help even now on this show that are listening out there that are maybe in trouble or, you know, going down the wrong road and, and they hear you, you know, somebody that they look up to. I mean, do you, do you have any idea how, how many thousands and thousands of people you've helped? And, you know, I've been, I've been all over, over the world and, and, Inevitably, it's usually somebody in 25, 26, 26 will come over and say, hey, I, I heard you talk in juvenile hall. And you don't know how that, how that feels when they say, man, I, I, I saw what you said, like previews of coming attractions, you know, and I didn't want that, you know. And, uh, and it's like such a blessing for me, you know, to be able to, to be part of somebody's life. You, uh, you've had an incredible life, and you have an incredible story. We're talking with Danny Trejo. Uh, he owns Trejo's Tacos in L.A. He's an actor you all know, and we'll be right back after this quick break. You want this cookbook. From the legendary actor and L.A. restaurateur comes a cookbook featuring 75 badass recipes. From lowrider donuts and award-winning vegan cauliflower tacos to a sweet and spicy brisket inspired by Danny's mom, Barbacoa. Get your copy from Amazon or Barnes & Noble today. Visit the restaurants. Try Danny's Tasty Tacos and amazing food at one of his restaurant locations, Trejo's Tacos. 
You can order takeout or delivery. Trejos Tacos provides takeout for pickup or Postmates for delivery. Danny's La Brea, Hollywood, and Westside locations are open for delivery, or you can call ahead and pay for pickup, and they can run it out to you. TrejosTacos.com Want to watch? Be sure to check out Inmate Number 1, The Rise of Danny Trejo, coming this summer. Inmate number one, The Rise of Danny Trejo, is the featured documentary experience revealing the extraordinary life journey of Hollywood's most unlikely hero, Danny Trejo. From an early life of drugs, armed robbery, and hard prison time, to the red carpets of Hollywood blockbusters and helping troubled addicts, Danny gives a first-hand account of one of the greatest transformations of human character ever put to film. Go to at Stay safe with Trejo. Check out Jeremiah's top 10 new artist picks on Radio India Alliance each week. The Radio India Alliance is a chart service that allows indie recording artists an opportunity to have chart placements. We don't charge. We support RadioIndiaAlliance.com. Hey, it's Tim Stack, and having been in show business for so long, I have a lot of really funny friends, and you can hear them all on It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack. That's part of the Jeremiah Show. So listen. Everything good that has happened to Danny Trejo is a direct result of helping someone someone else. And uh, I, I'm a testament to that. Virus or whatever we've been fighting. You know, it's basically, I think Mother Nature just got mad at us for screwing up the planet. Yeah. Sent all to our rooms. You know, <laughs> for the time out. Time out, you You know what I mean? And, uh, and so, you know, but it gives us time to like really think, wait a minute, man. You know, it's like our oceans are cleaner already. Our air is cleaner. Our lakes, are, you know, just because people had to stay in their room for a while. I have a friend who lives in Oahu and she says the Waikiki Beach is that nobody can go there. Animals are coming, you know, fish and wildlife's coming out of the forest and, and down to the shore and she can't they can't believe how how crazy that is uh and i forgot i would be in trouble i'm so glad you said that about mother nature um because she asked me to ask you what what's the tattoo on your chest do you mind telling and if i would have forgot i would have been in trouble so i'm so glad you on my chest yeah <laughs> lady with a big sombrero what they call charra she fought with pancho villa they carried the dynamite and the you know here carry the dynamite (laughs) again (laughs) again the women the women got the job you know i mean (laughs) clean the house and carry the dynamite (laughs) that's not me saying that that's don't write letters i don't believe it i never let you carry dynamite you don't have a machete in your couch there behind you, do you? <laughs> no, but we got them all over the house. <laughs> hey, I, I tell you what, Danny. For my birthday, my wife actually gave me as a gift a machete. Awesome. <laughs> if I see you, I'll sign it. I wish I would have bought stock in machetes. I've signed thousands of them. Oh, oh wow. no kidding. I bet. I bet that. I was in the club. Listen, I was in the club and uh, this guy comes and says, will you sign my machete? Right? And so I said, okay. So, so yes, we have one. I love it. That's not a knife. That's a knife. That's a machete. That's, that's a serious machete. 
space shuttle or one of those, one of them, you know, so. Oh, uh, Dr. Z, does your, does your machete look that like that one? Uh, no, actually, I think mine's a little smaller because it fits in my toolbox, so it's not full size. I don't think that's a machete then. Okay. Well, mine's a knife. His is a machete. <laughs> Everything good that has happened to Danny Trejo, he says, is a direct result of helping someone else. Everything. Uh, we are going to take one more break, Danny. If you guys could just keep you a couple more minutes when we come back, I want to ask you one last question. We're talking with Danny Trejo, the great Danny Trejo. What an amazing life. We'll be right back after the short break. Stay with us. You want this cookbook. From the legendary actor and L.A. restaurateur comes a cookbook featuring 75 badass recipes. From lowrider donuts and award-winning vegan cauliflower tacos to a sweet and spicy brisket inspired by Danny's mom, Barbacoa. Get your copy from Amazon or Barnes & Noble today. Visit the restaurants. Try Danny's Tasty Tacos. An amazing food at one of his restaurant locations, Trejo's Tacos. You can order takeout or delivery. Trejo's Tacos provides takeout for pickup or Postmates for delivery. Danny's La Brea, Hollywood, and West Side locations are open for delivery, or you can call ahead and pay for pickup, and they can run it out to you. Trejo'sTacos.com. Want to watch? Be sure to check out Inmate Number One. The Rise of Danny Trejo, coming this summer. Inmate number one, The Rise of Danny Trejo, is the featured documentary experience revealing the extraordinary life journey of Hollywood's most unlikely hero, Danny Trejo. From an early life of drugs, armed robbery, and hard prison time, to the red carpets of Hollywood blockbusters and helping troubled addicts, Danny gives a first-hand account of one of the greatest transformations of human character ever put to film. Go to at Stay Safe with Trejo. Everything good that has happened to Danny Trejo is a direct result of helping someone someone else, and uh, I, I'm a testament to that. Danny, yeah. one thing. I watched a series on Netflix uh, with my wife this weekend, this past weekend. It was called Rectify, about a guy who was on death row for 20 years. DNA found that he was not the killer or rapist, and they told this long four-season story about the family and the whole thing. And the one thing that struck me about him was he sought no revenge against any of the people, but his family and friends, especially his sister. Oh, my God. They wanted blood. Yeah. And it was just amazing. And he really had to tell him, look, this is my situation. Uh, What about you? Uh, Did you ever feel that way in prison and getting out? No, you know what? When prison was different, when I in 1968, when I turned it over, when I just when I said, "Let me die with dignity," it was like it was like I realized if after this chance, I, I no longer have the right to get mad. You know, look at me, I'm I'm alive. Yeah, you know what I mean. I no longer have the chance. I you know, like I see people get upset and stuff. Like, why? Wait a minute, man. I don't. If you look at I know this is going to sound awful, but the bottom line to an argument is a murder. Okay, yeah. that's the bottom line. So when when people start arguing, my mind says, "Is this worth killing them?" No, you know, so they leave me alone. Yeah. You know, so I don't. I try not to argue. Yeah, there's no, there's no point in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Danny, we're going to let you go. I want you to final words. Give us some optimism for all this this pandemic. All these people at home. 
give us a final words here to go out on that Danny Trejo's positive. <laughs> it's better to shoot for the moon and miss than aim for the gutter and make it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you, my friend, so much for doing this. Thank you for giving me a second chance here with our technology. Everybody in my restaurant has been given a ch second chance. Everybody that works there, they're all second chancers. So I'm glad you said that. And let me say this. You're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Keep listening or I'll come looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> with that big machete. There you go. <laughs> all right. I'm going to let that be the end. Listen more, communicate, and evolve. Everybody have a great week. Thank you, Danny Trejo. Hi, this is comedian Maz Jobrani, and you are listening to The Jeremiah Show. Listen, man. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. My name's Danny Trejo. Jeremiah, your loved homes. I love you. I love It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.